Welcome to Smoke With Us. I'm Eastwood. I'm Blue. And uh, guys, we have a very special guest today. We're really excited about her. Yeah. Um, she has a business. It's called The Rising High Priestess. You can look her up on Instagram at Rising High Priestess. Also, this is our Halloween 2020 special. Woo-woo. Yeah, and it's Blue's Woo-woo. birthday. It is. Happy yeah. Thank you. So now introducing... The priestess. Hello. Hello. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm really good. excited. We we've been talking about. It. We've we've been really excited for this. Um, Everyone yeah, a guest for a while. You're our first guest. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, yep. very very first. What made you guys decide <clears throat> to do a guest, and why me? <laughs> <laughs> well, literally, kind of like what we we're talking about before the podcast. We were talking. We were getting high, and we were talking. And he's like, "What do you want to do for our Halloween podcast?" And I was like. Oh my God, let's ask my friend Victoria. Like she does a bunch of like spiritual shit. She does tarot. Like that's like kind of related to Halloween. I was like, let's just talk to her about like witch shit and just have fun. And he was like, dude, I like that idea. So here we are. Yeah. Last time we did a BuzzFeed quiz. So I would say we're, we are way better this year. Step it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm glad I'm honored that you selected me. Yeah, of course. Um, So if you'd like to tell us, what are you smoking on? I am smoking on Blackberry Kush. I am vaping it actually instead of the actual flower. Okay, Okay. For sure. What about you guys? We are smoking on cookies and cream. We have a blunt and then we have a bong. Yeah. And then we have a. Um, a vape that's L.A. Kush, I believe, is what yeah. it's called. Who knows if we're going to okay. that. Okay, I, I might bring out some watermelon OG. It depends on how this pen makes me feel. Mm. That's awesome. I feel you. All right, what, what like, level of high? Probably a good six. Because I had two okay. edibles before I called, before we got on this call. Ooh, whoa, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I had two edibles. <laughs> Hell yeah. Though, uh, I would say, I honestly, I'd probably say like a six, 6.5 as well. Yeah, same here. So um, at this part, we basically just ask if you guys listening um, are at a six, you can continue on with us. Um, or if you want to catch up to us or get a little higher, you're more than welcome to pause here. Um, and yeah, we'll see you on the other side. All right. And we're back to the Halloween episode. Yes. That so, was so magical sounding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, so what, what, do you remember like the first time you ever smoked? I do because I'm a late bloomer. Um, Me too. I same here. smoking until like four years ago. Wow, that's like around the same time I did exactly. Honestly, I think all of us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was totally scared of them. Like younger, I was like, I can't smoke. I don't yeah. want to do anything. And then I hit 30 and I was like, yellow, why not? You know? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. And like if I had this, you know, many years ago, like think of all the stress that I would have avoided if I trusted <laughs> the flower. And I didn't. So my twenties were super stressful for no reason. I feel you. Trust the flower, man. That's the motto for 2020 now. <laughs> or maybe Trust 2021. The Trust say, the flower. Maybe yeah, let's just cancel 2020. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so uh, what is your favorite strain? If you have one. Uh, I really don't think I have a favorite yet. I have one that is dependable and reliable. And that's Granddaddy Perk. Oh, um, yeah. That's a favorite. And Girl Scout Cookies is another favorite. I am more so an indica girl. So I usually okay. stay away from anything sativa or heavy sativa. We're indicas too. Yeah. Yay! Sativa just makes me like, I already get kind of like hype on weed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Even <laughs> on indicas? some weird reason. Because I have a lot of anxiety. So I think it like kind of like either makes it worse or levels it out or makes me feel freer with I, it. I have a th- theory that like it makes it like him feel freer, like less an- anxious. So he kind of feels like I can move. I can move. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Sativa makes me paranoid. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
it it really bothers me. Like it, it so messes my mind up sometimes. Like I'll just get angry out of nowhere, and I don't believe you should be angry. No, green high. Like yeah. so, I just had to banish sativa from my life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Okay, so back to the first time you ever smoked. Get, tell tell me that story. Um, I was with my now wife, and she took me to meet her brother for the first time. And he's a heavy hit weed head. And he was like, you know, well, welcome to the family. Uh, you got to take a pool. And he had every type of weed on a table you can imagine. I mean, a bong. He had pens. He had edibles. He had joints. He had blunts. And I had to smoke. <laughs> it was like my initiation. <laughs> That's so fun. How do you not? <laughs> so that was my first time smoking. And ever since then, I've. I've learned the medicinal purposes that really helped me. Oh, I know. Yeah, I feel you. Like, I think, um, like, I don't have any necessarily, like, real even chronic issue, like, you know, like, health issue. But mm-hmm. even me, when I, like, first started smoking and, like, you know, because there's, like, studies that, like, depression and anxiety. And, mm-hmm. and I just remember even me smoking. I was like, I can tell that this just benefits me. And I was like, I don't even have any serious issue. I was like. I could see how this could super help someone with a serious issue, like almost right mm-hmm. off the bat. So I, I feel you. Like before, yeah. before I smoked, I even kind of was like, yeah, I mean, they're saying it's medicine because they want to get weed legal, but I mean, it's not medicine, you know? Oh, you were one of those. You were the naysayer. I was. I was a naysayer. And then, and then I got shown the light and I was like, you right. You right. It's medicine. <laughs> so what was your, epif- what was your moment when you realized it was useful? What was that story? Honestly, I would say it's the first time I smoked. <laughs> it just like, okay. it, like I got like way high the first time. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> like literally, so I was smoking with a friend and, and then she, she was like, let's go on drive. So I was like, okay, I was, and we we're driving and I was like, I don't know if I'm high yet, but like my legs feel tingly. I was like, so that's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden I literally felt like a ripple in the earth. Like, like I, I, I felt it and it felt like in one second, I felt like eternity and like, it felt like it lasted forever. And I was in the middle of a story and I just was like, how long was that? And she's like, what? I was like, was that one second or was that like 10 hours? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and she was like, you are hot. <laughs> and so I just felt like, I just felt like the plant showed me everything. From like right in that moment, I just broke through and it was, I was like, look at it all. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> well, that was pretty eventful, you know? Yeah. You were really trying to figure out the concept of time. <laughs> I know that had your friend dying on the inside because you realized how high you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause she was a professional. So she was like, whoa. There have been moments that Blue and I have been sitting on my couch just out of her fucking minds like i have been so high that i just don't ever feel like i can ever achieve that again and then then like i eat an edible or like two edibles and then i'm like i feel like i've surpassed it it's like i climb up it's so crazy i love it edibles get me like that but smoking i don't get that high and if i do get high it's for a short moment like I don't know why my body processes it so fast, mm. but I, I'm never one of those people who I smoke a joint and I'm high for like an hour or two. Like it will hit me for a few minutes and then I'm back down. I have a friend who's um, like that. And it's so annoying. That would be very annoying. Cause I feel like edibles get me the highest. Oh, yeah. So edibles long. give me, yeah. Edibles get me fuck. I mean, completely messed up. I don't know if I can curse. No, yeah, you <laughs> can oh, for you sure. Can super fucking curse. <laughs> uh, curse all the time. What was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, edibles. I had an edible that made, I met God. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, I, I, I went through the gamut, dude. We went to his sister's wedding and we were in Oklahoma and we stopped at a dispensary um, on the way there. And um, we stayed in a hotel and we ate these edibles. It was CBD, two, two CBD to one THC. And literally, like, we just sat and laughed for like two hours. I felt like, oh, it was. You it was think the CBD would have cut it though, because like no, CBD I feel like it made it worse. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, like, oh, wow. It it was real intense, like way more than I thought it even should be. Because I've had like twenty milligrams before, but it was it was 
like we I felt like I was laughing because if I didn't, I'd like explode. Like <laughs> wait, okay. So how many milligrams was it? It was you said 20? Yeah. Yeah, and it was two parts CBD, one part THC. Yeah. So like Oh I, wow. Yeah. And so I but I've had 20 before and I didn't think it like I was like, okay, I think I know what I'm in for. But this one just took us. Woo! And we're in a hotel, so there's like a little paranoia too. Like we're just like, if someone knocks, and I'm like, don't worry, man, we didn't smoke anything. They can't smell shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like it's like it's legal medically there, but like still at the same time, you're just like, ooh. Yeah. So it it was pretty hilarious. How would you how would you say uh cannabis has helped you like like just in life? Oh gosh, it's endless. Um, so I am a little sickly bubble kid, as um, my friends call me. I'm the <laughs> bubble child. So I have an autoimmune disease. I have actually three. Whoa. And then I have real bad anxiety and depression. <laughs> On top of, thanks to my female hormones, I have a hormonal mood disorder as well. Oh, wow. And so my wife introduced weed to me one day because my mood swings were so bad. I mean, it's this thing called PMDD. And it makes you suicidal once a month. Whoa. So for once a month, because of my hormones, I'm convinced everyone hates me. It's almost like I turn into someone different. Anything anyone does, I can't really recall the goodness out of it. So you become really paranoid. You become really suicidal. Then you feel guilty. And then once your cycle comes, it goes away. And so she got tired of my crazy best shit ass. Sis, you need some weed, okay? You're going <laughs> to chill all the way out. And ever since then, I t- totally see the, the purpose. And yeah. then with my autoimmune diseases, it helps with my pain. Um, I have a lot of pain a lot of time. Mm. So I don't have to rely on opiates. And I can just, you know, take a puff, a pull, an edible, and I'm good. Mm, that's great. Yeah, see, like, it's, it's helping so many people out there, man. Like, it just oh, it makes me so nuts that it's not legal everywhere. It's because it's a business and by mm-hmm. making it legal on our end, they will have to get rid of a lot of free labor. You know, you can't say it's legal completely and you have all these people in jail giving free labor because of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's really true. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, uh-huh. so they're going to scratch this shit out. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the sad thing is I, I almost could see them saying like it's fully legal. And still not let a lot of people off pardons or whatever you want to say or like retroactively lift their right, sentences. Right. And like I think that's gonna be the full last step of like full legalization is like yeah. people who had nonviolent crimes being like, Okay, that was, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're free to go now. How mad would you be, man? Man, like to like be put in jail for weed and then to know that there are people out there smoking it freely. Man, it will make me want to flip a fucking table over. I, see, I will be <laughs> So mad. I'm like, really? Dude, so. it would drive me fucking nuts. I'd be like, let me out. <laughs> I didn't do anything but have it. Why am I here? I'm like, you can keep the charges on me. Just let me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want them to explain my fucking record because there's somebody True. who owns a damn dispensary who was totally anti drugs until they, they saw the benefits of the money. So, no, take it off my record, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Expose you have that bud shit. tenders now. That's an actual job. Like, <laughs> dude, and you see a fucking bud tender, okay, and you it, want me to sit in jail? Fuck you. <laughs> right? Okay. I, I have a question for you. So, some people hate that I like. I hate this. But how do you feel about the word bud tender? Like, are you like I love it, or are you like we could do better? We can do better. That is so for, for people who get high. That has no creativity to it. Thank you. Right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know so many people that give me pushback when I'm like, guys, we could have done better. They're like, oh, what's your name for it? I was like, I don't know, but maybe let's brainstorm it as a community. Well, I've heard cannabis yeah. consultant. I mean, that, Which, that's the, but now now I'm like, you putting something in my weed? <laughs> Like that's that's too big business. Dude. That's They're true. like sleeping in cocaine and you don't know it. Like it's like, like old school box. coke. You know? God. I mean, even if they gave it a highfalutin name, like a THC expert or something. I mean, I would feel better about that. You're right. I would. Yeah, I would feel better with that. But bud tender, that's some low budget shit. If I've ever heard. <laughs> that's what I'm that's saying. Like, 
even a porn star has a better name than a blatant name. It's not like her name is like, oh, you know, I'm a dick sucker. Like, no, you're a porn star. <laughs> they gave it some fucking mystery what you do. Yeah, you're right. And it's like, it's a blatant ripoff from Bartender, too. So I'm like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i also feel like the, people, the person who thought of it was like dude it's like obvious bud tender bartender and they really think they did something like right. really high-fived the fuck out of each other that day <laughs> they did uh, oh sad day but not I like mean. a bartender but a, and the thing is they're not like bartenders bartenders can be entertaining you're right but yeah, that's true really aren't they are customer service fucking reps at this point so <laughs> Yeah, you're 100 percent right. It's not like you sit at a bar and then they're like, and they're like, "What's your flavor profile?" You like, man, and they're like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> that honestly is something that I think should be done. I mean, maybe. I feel, but I also feel like tasting notes and marijuana is like way more like subtle than alcohol. Yeah, so you no, can't for just be sure. Like, I like sour things, and then like, yeah. this is the best joint I've ever had. <laughs> Oh Man, I'm just God. thinking of the names it could have been. Like, if they came with, like, herbologist or... Yeah. Ooh, that's a good know. one. There's so many spins they could... You are right. That's some lazy naming. Yeah. If I've ever heard it. Thank you. I'm so happy you're on my side with this. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't... Do you both think it's horrible <clears throat> or is it just one of you? No, I don't. I don't really care. Like, I honestly don't care. But, like... I get where he's coming from on it. It's just hilarious to me the passion that he has behind it, and I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. Um, but I'm probably, I'm with you. Like I wish there was something better. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, that's actually right. Like this is kind of shit. Like, right. like I never <laughs> thought about that till just now, and I'm like, wow, they didn't even care enough about y'all to give you your own name. I like, know it's it's, right? it's it's like if you asked your parents for Nintendo, and then they got you like a Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Or like when you wanted the Heelys as kids and then they got you like the Skechers one and you're like, that's not the right one. They're like, but it's Skechers. <laughs> it's Skechers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, it is the season uh, is my favorite season. Is Halloween one of your favorite seasons too? Oh, me? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm such a Halloween stan. It's it's part it's kind of sickening probably to my wife how much I look forward to it. Yeah, okay. I am with you. I asked I asked Eastwood this question because his favorite time is Halloween. So why is Halloween your favorite time? I love the ability to be creative and not judge. So mm. however I want to express myself that day, or other people want to express th- themselves, no one can judge it. This is the time to be make believe. So why not? Girl, Damn. that dude, that was the best answer I've ever heard. I literally have like a whole 20 minute rant on one of our podcasts <laughs> about people who say they like Halloween and I go, why do you like Halloween? And then they just describe fall, like not Halloween. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fall. Pop is pumpkin season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. And they're like, you know, the leaves change and you can put on a hoodie. And I'm like, what does this have to do <laughs> fucking do with Halloween? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but that was genuinely the best answer I've ever heard. Like I totally get it now. I was like, you're right. You're right. This is the time to be creative. Yeah, I said mine was nostalgia from like when okay. I was a kid. Like being able to like dress up and like you said, like be whatever you wanted without judgment. Like we me and Blue one time dressed up as women, as like girl like we like did drag basically. Yeah. Before My we even knew about it. I was just about to say that. On our thirteenth birthday, he went as a tennis player, a female tennis player, and nobody judged him. Like yeah. he was like, "This is who he is for Halloween, full drag." He had nails and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I had full makeup. I looked like my friend's sister. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just like, yeah, you were right. No judgment in a time yeah. that you would think there would be judgment. <laughs> Halloween is very freeing. Like people just be like, "Oh, you're a Halloween person," and after Halloween, try to do it and see what people look at you. Right. They're like, Halloween's over with. <laughs> even even like the next day. Like the next day, they're like whipping out Christmas music and they're like doing all this shit. And I'm like, bro. Well, don't get me started on Christmas music before Thanksgiving. But I'm so over. You know they're starting Christmas movies as of October 23rd here. No oh my way. God. Yeah, on uh, all the channels like Lifetime, starting October 23rd, we'll be bringing Christmas early. Dude, poor oh. poor Thanksgiving. 
Why? I know, dude. It's not even counting anymore. I know. It's just like people wake <laughs> up and they're like, oh, yeah, I think I'm supposed to see my family today. <laughs> I get free food, so I'm going to go. I feel like Thanksgiving break, too, from schools got like shorter and shorter until yeah. they're like, do you need a whole day for Thanksgiving? <laughs> right. I, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like Thanksgiving is somewhat like Easter now. You know how Easter is kind of. Yeah. Like, only kids really partake in the Easter events. Like, yeah. once you become an adult, it's kind of like, hmm. You are so okay. right. And, yeah, it's totally getting, like, to Easter status. Yeah. yeah. Which is bad. It's really falling off. Oh, I know, <laughs> dude. Halloween took over. Halloween runs the fall. It did. Honestly, your description of Halloween made me like Halloween more. <laughs> like, I was like, you know what? You're right. I was like, Halloween is pretty fucking great. <laughs> you converted me. I mean, me. you could dress as crazy as you want, and this could be you that day. But people are gonna think it's just a costume. Like they're gonna be like, "Yeah, they're gonna encourage you." As a matter of fucking fact, yeah, because it's Halloween, they'll compliment you too. Yeah, well, because people like festiveness at the right time. So, so <laughs> yeah. Halloween is basically essential. Like it, like you just showed me, kind of a festival of freedom. So they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, and, and then afterwards, everyone gets super conservative again. And yeah, like <laughs> it's true. I like all the like the Oktoberfest and stuff like that. I just always think they're so much fun. You know what's fucking disgusting? What? Bobby for apples. Have you ever thought about the games you played as a kid? Oh yeah, it was. And how did we never get a damn plague hit us? <laughs> but yet, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, we don't even buy for apples. Anymore. The conspiracy theorist of me is like, yeah, but that's how like we do that to build our immune systems as kids. So they're like, yeah, get on this dirty water, but not too much. <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> so that's how it we survive. <laughs> it really was though. I remember robbing for apples for the first time, and I was like, why does anyone make this look fun? It's like forced <laughs> waterboarding. Yes, you're like it's forcing so yourself to. To waterboard yourself. I, yeah, why do we do that? That it makes no so sense. Nasty. Because adults. Like I, remember, I remember specifically this boy in front of me. He had like a snotty nose. Oh. And he his whole head in there. And like an idiot, I went and bobbed for the apples after him. I'm thinking like I've ingested snot. Like. Ew. <laughs> yeah. You right. Oh, man. There's got to be some sick people in there. Yeah. Well, it's because of movies and adults are like, it's like the most fun thing to do. Look, now you got an apple. Woo. And you're like, okay, woo. And then you're in there and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, this was not what I signed up for. At all. It's self-inflicted waterboarding and I hate it. It's so stupid. I never thought about it as waterboarding, but you are absolutely right. That's yeah, hilarious. Crazy. So you're into spirituality. Tell us a little bit about that. What would you like to know? So, how did I start? Or well, so um, I think a good place to start. What 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 do you like to be called? Like, do do you like to be called a witch or a priestess or? I'm I'm a I'm a healer. That's why I identify as. Okay. But because of the other things I'm able to do, um, I I go ahead and call myself a, a witch as well because I'm definitely a candidate to get burned at the cross if this was like so many years ago. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So how, yeah. How'd you start on that? Um, it kind of found me. Um, I never thought I would read tarot. Like I knew I was really intuitive, like as a kid, like I would feel things before it happened. I knew when death was coming, like I was one of the kids who would dream it first. Mm. Um, oh, wow. And so I went through a few spiritual, I, I guess you could say wake ups where I was in a very dangerous situation and something prevented it or protected me. Mm. And I finally just started paying attention to the signs that, you know, would come across or my intuition. I learned to trust it more. So after I went through my own discovery, um, I started doing tarot just to learn it. And I realized I was pretty good. And so that's how the priestess was born. That's really cool. Yeah, I remember I was watching one of your Instagram live videos and you gave me like a free reading and it was just like, Kind of like really applied to my life at the time. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, the fuck? That's so crazy. And that got me so interested in it. Like it took me to like this plunge. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. went off into the deep and I was like, let's do it. Let's just go. And I fucking people, love it. People have a really weird attraction yet rejection of me. Like they're curious as to what tarot readers do. Um, they think for one, it's a scam. And then they'll have a reading and you'll scare the shit out of them. And they'll kind of like have a weird stalker-like obsession of you at times. So, oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And then you have the people who are kind of like spooked, but they kind of watch from the sideline and, and see, you know, how it can help them. But it's it's different being a reader. You get a different reaction out of people. Well, I think too, like, well, like when I think about it, I'm like, I think people are just afraid that you're going to say something that they don't want to hear. True. And yeah. like, I, I'm, I'll admit it. I like, that's like my biggest thing. Cause like, I like tarot. Like I've gotten into it and like, you know, and like studied a little bit. I have a little, like, my own little deck, you know, done a little bit, mm-hmm. but, but like, even it, like myself doing it, I'm like, please God, don't say like, just, you know, hell is coming. <laughs> 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 I was like, cause if it's going to get much worse, man, I'm going to, we need to do something. <laughs> you are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty intimidating, but I there's some sort of like freedom in that though, like knowing like what like the future might hold. There's some but sense you know, of like calm. It, it's it's nice on one hand, but it's kind of like a double edged sword because the fucked up part is that you can't see your own shit. Mm. So oh, we yeah, have okay. no, we're blind to ourselves. So oftentimes, your tarot reader has a tarot reader because we can't read our own stuff. Um, and so that's how we end up falling for the same booby traps that we warn everybody else about because we can't see it ourselves. Mm. Um, so yeah. That's super interesting. Lost, yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting. I am more so on the side of shadow work. And so mm-hmm. I work with a lot of subconscious behavior and thoughts that people kind of place on themselves and how it limits them. So I help people work through a lot of the subconscious energy. Yeah, I've I've heard some people talk about shadow work. I've, it's always been interesting to me. I, like I'm not I don't know too much, um, but that, so that's what you said. You said you focus on shadow work. Yeah, that's my happy spot. I love watching people transform. Mm. You know, it's one thing to get a reading every once and again. That's cool, but there are people who commit to um, like a spiritual journey with you, right. and it starts off with a reading. And then they're curious about, okay, what am I doing that's self-sabotaging? How am I ruining my own life right now? Right. And they'll book a shadow reading. And from there, I can see the either the behaviors or the way of thinking or their perspective that's self-harmful. So that could be anything from them being too nice to people, not having boundaries, um, being scared of enforcing boundaries. Or it can be that they're too much of a pushover at times. or they they become the sugar daddy in their relationship and that's the problem mm. um and so the shadow really puts their secret of things on blast the things that they hide uh-huh. that's super interesting so um i'm trying to think of how to phrase this it just kind of came to me so how um how would you like what is spirituality to you like how does it intermingle with the world like do you think it's just like I mean, I, I think I know kind of your direction, but I'm just going to set up like a framework, you know? Do you think it's just all kind of like subconscious stuff where it's like mainly like just all psychology or do you think it's like a, a force that interacts with the world and our subconscious plays with it or like, you get what I'm saying? I definitely, yeah, I get what you're saying. I definitely think that it's something that mingles with the psychology. Mm. So I definitely feel that it is a force, um, but depending on your your natural way of thinking and the way you were born and how you were born and when you were born, it really kind of tells your next steps. Mm, yeah. That's super interesting. So, um, so Tara got you into the rest of stuff. So how long have you been doing tarot? I haven't been doing tarot for about six years now. Six. That's cool. Yeah. About uh, six years. Do do you interplay it with like astrology and stuff or? Oh yeah, I am an astrology snob. I'm not as well versed as I would like, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but I definitely love astrology. It tells you a lot about yourself beyond the sun sign. Now I will say you have people who 
think that they like astrology and they only look at it from one angle and that's your general sun sign. So that's your, hey, I'm a Taurus, I'm a Cancer, I'm a Leo. But what tells me about a person will be their moon. You know, where is their moon located? What is their rising sign? What's their Mercury? That tells me how they communicate. So I love astrology because it really breaks you down and others down and help you figure out your behavioral patterns. Yeah. Yeah. I I recently like uh, found out about like moon signs and the like uh, rising and all of that stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's super interesting, especially because um, like, have you ever taken one of those personality quizzes like the Enneagram or like Myers-Briggs? I, I took a Myers-Briggs. Okay. Well, so like, I've had like a few jobs pay for like different ones that were like super in depth, you know, like it's, it's more than mm-hmm. just like the free one. It's like, you have to ask, like answer like 500 questions. And then it's like, and it's like, I read some of those and like every once in a while, you're like, Ooh, stop looking at me so closely. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and then when I really like explored like the moon signs and stuff and like had her played, I started with, mm-hmm. it was the first time in astrology, like, my son sign, I was like, yeah, that's generally it. You know, I feel that. But as soon as like I started adding all the other shit, I was like, ooh, stop looking at me so right? closely. <laughs> right. It's like, who the fuck did this? It's like there's a pre uh, a pre-made syllabus of all the things you're supposed to hit depending on certain places you're placed at on your birth chart. And I find that fucking amazing. Like it literally pointed out that I had mother issues. Whoa, mother emotional abandonment. That was this exact um, it, it just, it, it throws me off and it takes me back every time I see that, like that it could point out something as specific as me having issues with emotional abandonment, you know, because of my mom. And I was like, whoa, ever since then they woke me up and I was like, oh, this is spooky, but it, it's hella, it, it really helps you figure out you and why you tick the way you do. So it's super resourceful. I feel you. Again, I even with that though, again, like when I start getting some of the birth chart stuff, there's like certain things that I'm like, right. But what happens if it tells me like this is gonna be the worst time of your life? <laughs> I'm like, do I want to know that, or do I just want to blindly go through that being right. like, what is happening? I was saying, asking my wife about like, would you want to know if you had like a limited time to live, like the exact date? Would you want to know? I I don't know. That's the problem. Yeah, we've talked about this before. I honestly don't know. It's like, there's parts of me that's like, that'd be nice because then if you said 50 years, I'm like, yeah, I know roughly how long, but I'd be afraid it'd be like, all right, 13 minutes. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, oh God, what do I do? That's so fucked up. 13 minutes? Who do I call? I need to send out some mass text. (laughs) Oh my God. I I go back and forth. Sometimes I would want to know, but like you said, what if it's like, oh, you have 12 hours? (laughs) man it's just so uh it's so crazy but i love it i love it so much i love anything that like deals with like the unknown and like just yeah tapping into like your inner self because i think we just don't know enough about ourselves and it's really important right right and that's what a lot of my readings point to with people like a lot of times we need time with ourselves we need time to heal from past things so that we can stop projecting our bullshit on other people. Yeah. Right. Um, and a lot of people are uncomfortable with sitting in that space. And so that's when they hire somebody like me to work them through it and kind of push them. Like, if you hire me as a mentor, I'm on your ass. Like, you don't have time to moan and groan. Like, yeah. let's get through some of these issues that's holding you back. Um, so, yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I wouldn't be me today without it. I really feel my spiritual journey. It, it saved my life. I think, you know, that's good. That's so awesome. I love to hear that. I've watched some of your Instagram videos and you're just so real. And that's what I love about you is just like, you don't give a fuck. (laughs) You're like, if you don't like what I have to say, then don't listen. (laughs) I was just like, girl, that's amazing. Turn me off. I'm not going to argue with you because on social media, like anything else, Instagram, witches have become a thing, you know, people, follow us and, and then you have some people follow us because they hate us you know they we we deal with crazy lovers mm. you know after we told the clients something they didn't want them to know um and so you have to be kind of careful on that but i have to be rough at times so they know i'm not the one to play with like i don't care if i'm not popular just don't act crazy with me <laughs> bro could you imagine being that person though like you cheating and then he's like and then she's just like she told me bitch and you're like what yeah <laughs> <clears throat> And like you just called it out, and like if you were that lover, you'd be like, "She knew." Wow. 
had a lady leave a marriage. Um, she filed for divorce and everything I had told her had came true. Um, and so she messaged me like a few weeks, like a few weeks ago, and this was over a year ago. And she was like, I just want to let you know that I'm divorced now. I moved like you told me to, and my life kind of flipped in a positive direction. And so they really do adhere, you know, so I take that seriously, like telling people what I see and them trusting me with that guidance because, ooh, you, you can say the wrong thing and have somebody <laughs> in yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can like <laughs> ruin someone's life real quick if you're just like, you know, doing it for no reason, you know? Right, right. And that's the baby witches. They'll do anything for money. You got to have a, a moral compass to do what I do because people yeah. are willing to pay for crazy shit. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like you, I remember when you started, like you were just doing like potions and like fragrance mixes and stuff like that and then like mm-hmm. selling like crystals and now like you have like a makeup line and like you're doing all this stuff and i'm just like damn that's awesome yeah i'm like a a one woman show right now but i don't know it, it's it's keeping me busy and and not stuck in my head during this pandemic so mm-hmm. my business actually picked up a lot during the pandemic to be honest that's good like that picked up at least silver lining in your life. Cause were you doing virtual like things before with people? Was that I was, that was most of my client work anyway was virtual and it just, it literally increased so much. Like people wanted some clarity during the pandemic. So yeah, I was, yeah. Working probably triple what I used to. Uh, wow. That's awesome though. That it brought you business. It did. I'm grateful. Like I say that every day, like a lot of people, struggled and i didn't have to so i realized the the blessing of that Mm. um so do you do you incorporate um marijuana with your like craft with certain things i will so i'll usually use that during my meditation um especially if i'm doing any healing work on myself um because one thing your shadows never leave you you know your traumas can't disappear so whenever i'm doing trauma focused work I'll have it nearby just to keep my anxiety kind of level and chill. It also allows me to be inquisitive enough to figure out the deeper meaning of some of the things that are going on with me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Something I noticed when I used, uh, when I use marijuana and like, I'm like thinking about things, I too find like it, uh, it, it can, it, it's just easier for me to like see a different perspective that like, I wasn't thinking about. Like it's easier for me to think outside the box or be like, what is hindering this and then be like what about that and I'm like oh I never would have thought of that <laughs> exactly and like it doesn't make you emotional either like you can just logically address some shit and mm. you're not gonna feel anyway it's kind of like you're numb to bullshit at that moment yeah, yeah. so you mentioned that you're a healer um I know there's like different types of like people who do spirituality like there's like witches and brujas and like hoodoo and voodoo um what do you like do you have like a certain thing that you fall under or do you not like to limit yourself i fall under ifa okay ifa is the base um african religion that's where santeria comes from and Mm. candomblé and umbanda all of those central and latin american religions stem from that west african um of ifa and they just created their own once they got over there oh Mm So it's it's Yoruba, you know. It's uh it's centered around the idea of Orishas, and it does still believe in a God. We just call him a different name. Um, and so your Orishas kind of have like an angel type quality to them, but you actually want to become one with their energy, like you invite their energy into your life, and they all have different purposes. Mm, that's super interesting. How how did you get into that specifically? Like, is it just a found you thing again or? Yeah, it just found me. After so many years, I was just a spiritualist, you know, at first. Right. And I went down the Buddha track and then I said, okay, I'm just spiritual. And that kept calling me, you know, ancestor work and altar set up and nothing else pulled me in and kept me focused on my journey um, other than Ifa. Okay. That's pretty cool. So. Um, do you have in it? Did you find like a mentor in it or you just like self-study? You self-study at first, but eventually if you are trying to become initiated, um, you do need to have a mentor and they're considered like your godparents. 
So mm-hmm. you will have a madrina, which is your mother, or you'll have a baba, which is the spiritual father. Um, and those are the ones who initiate you and graduate you into different levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your name is like rising high priestess. So what are you like? Are you wanting to become a high priestess? Are you a high priestess? Like what's kind of. I am aspiring to become a high okay. priestess. Um, so that's my goal. It's a lot to get to priestess. You know, it's a lot of sacrifice. Um and initiation paths that I have to follow. So it may be a little while, but that's what I'm going for is for high priestess. <laughs> yeah, I've always just like found it interesting, like the like the paths to that. I just have never like it's it's just so fascinating to me, like how like one gets to that point. Yeah, it's it's a calling. It had they have to reach out to you and you'll know it once it happens, you know. Um you can't get rid of the energy that you feel. The more you try to ignore it, the more it pops up in your life. And so it's kind of like one of those things of you either face it or you just keep running for it from it and realize that nothing is fitting. Nothing else is working. So you're running from something that agrees with you and your spirit. Mm. Honestly, I really resonate with that on like, even just like my own spiritual journey in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I would say, like for me at least, like I would say I'm like, like the the easiest thing to classify it would be more like a Jado Christian thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, it's definitely not in the same way that most, or, well, especially like Orthodoxy. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like, or at least what the American Church Orthodoxy is. Um, and and like it kind it kind of broke out of it, or like you know what I mean, like discovered my own path because I was like, you know, seeking and I was like praying and, you know, and it was just kind of like, I felt like, why are these things resonating with me? You know? Right. And I really felt like, you know, God, whatever was like, because it's supposed to. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was like, and like for me, cause it was a real struggle. Cause there's a lot of fear built up in like in the American church, in my opinion, you know, especially about like yeah. experimentation and like spiritual stuff. Yeah. And so for me, I was just like, I'm kind of scared. And I really felt mm-hmm. like a, a, like the, the verse specifically that came to mind was just talking about like, you know, like the Lord is my shepherd, all that jazz. So it's like, we'll protect mm-hmm. you. And I was like, well, okay. If I actually believe that, then I can walk <laughs> forward and you will protect me from danger. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay. And like, it just gave me so much freedom and like has like just aligned up my life better. Well, I just feel Good. like, I feel like America has just made like witchcraft in general, just so like demonized. Like, it's just like, it's always the scary person in the movie. It's always the witch that's doing all the stuff. And yeah, it it comes out of Catholicism. Yeah. I'm like, there's, there's such, there's so many good witches out there that people, you know, witches or whatever, just spiritual people that I've like come across. And I'm like, wow, they like really want to try to do good things. And I'm just like, I wish more people knew about that. You know, it's, it's, when you tell people that they can manifest things themselves or they can protect themselves or encourage certain energies to come into their life, you give them a whole lot of power. And religion, in my opinion, you know, organized religion, they 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 have control over mm. the, that group of people. You know, they don't really encourage free think, you know, yeah. free thought. Um, and so why would they enforce something that allows you to question and seek out an answer, whether it's within or in a, a lesson in a soulmate or whatever. Um, so they're never going to encourage. They always have to make us be bad. You know, we're evil and sinister. And <sighs> Yeah, exactly. I want to tell them, like, you know how much herbs cost? It's too expensive to be just hexing people now. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> You're like, I don't have the time for that. I don't. And the resources can be really really you know hard to come by oh no i reserve where my energy goes (laughs) yeah do you still do all like the different jars and stuff like that yes i do yes i do um you're referring to like my honey jars and debt jars yeah yeah i do tell us a little bit about that and like how that works so it depends on of course the practitioner that you're working with but Basically, I create jars that have a purpose. So if you have a lot of debt, I have a fuck my debt jar. Um, (coughs) And I create the jar 
and leave it on my altar for seven days for my Orishas to work with it, the saints and ancestors, to help move this request through for you. And with the honey jar, that's more of a sweetener, as I call it. So clients who order that jar, they could be dealing with a really bitter relationship or dealing with a difficult person at work. They'll get a honey jar to sweeten that person up, um, make this person's mind more open and flexible and understanding, you know, type deal. So I have all kinds of jars. I, I just love that. I think it's so... It's just so awesome. And I've, I've seen some testimonials from like people that have like followed you and stuff. And it's just so insane. Like, I'm just like, that's so great that, that like this is happening like the positive encouragement and people being uplifted and stuff. And just, it's just such a different way that I've seen it um, through like you. Cause I'm used to like, you know, the Christianity side of it. So just to see it outside of that, I'm just like, man, like that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So are you the, are you like the only, um, pr- practitioner in your, your family? Um, no, my great grandmother was, mm. um, and my grandmother was, she dabbled. Yeah. She okay. dabbled, yeah. Okay. So she's a dabbler. So yeah, like you have in black America, you know, the Christian church is really heavy. It's like our Catholicism, I guess you could say. Right. And so just as the Catholic church looks down on it. So does the black American population for the most part, they're scared of it. Um, and so it's very rare. We're kind of like secret, you mm. know, you have your community protect you and, you know, everyone else, you kind of just move along the background. But my grandmother and my great grandmother, both my great grandmother, she did it more out- outwardly than my grandmother. Okay. That's cool. Um, so I feel like I'm blabbering because I'm high. So, oh, no, you, no, you're no, definitely no. not. Super interesting. Uh, slash, in theory, everyone listening is gonna be high, so everyone's just gonna be like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, so, uh, so did you? Were you around some of that though? Like your grandmother doing dabbling? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I was in it. Um, I didn't fully understand what they were doing until I was damn near an adult. It didn't dawn on me certain um, rituals that they they would do until later on. But yeah, I was around it. Cool. What does your mom think about this? Like, is she is she cool with it, or does she not really care? She doesn't care. Um, I was really troubled before I found this path. And my mom was technically a straight up and down textbook Christian in church, helped start a church, in fact. Mm. And, you know, she realized that at some point I went from being super angry at everything, everyone, to I had a calm about me. And she was like, whatever spiritual path you found, it's clearly working for you. Um, I won't judge it because I've noticed my daughter is is happy, you Mm. know, like she's not how she used to be. So yeah. she respects whatever I do. She just doesn't partake. That's good though. Like that, uh, yeah. kind of best case scenario, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, for <yeah>. sure. <laughs> well, I think like too, like parents just care so much about like your mental health. Ultimately, oh well, some do. I'm not gonna say everyone's does, but um, ideally, yeah. And so when they see that change, they're like, "Hey, I just want you in a better place." So that's yeah. awesome that she's able to recognize that and just be okay with it. Um, do, do, do you, does your tarot deck have a name? Like, uh, what? you know, I've never named them. I need to, at this point, I have so many of them. I should name them. I don't even know. I don't even give them genders. I don't think like they don't have names or genders. They're just my, my magical cards. I call them. I feel you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's awesome. I don't think they need to like have a name. You know, magical cards are so great. And so you're really into crystals too. I love like watching you do all that. Like you used to do these Instagram live videos um, where you would like be smudging the crystals and stuff like that and putting them Mm -hmm. in the sounding bowl or whatever. And uh, tell us a little bit more about crystals and what kind of gravitates you towards them. So crystals are what some people call rocks, but they all have different properties. They're made up of different um, rock formations or gemstones, things that, you know, come out of the cave, they're carved out. Um, and they all serve different point, you know, purposes with your life. Some of them help you with metaphysical, metaphysical things or mental things. And then some of, some of them bring certain energies into your life. Um, 
So you can use some to manifest love. You mm. can use a certain crystal pr- to protect your money. Um, you can get a crystal that helps with your business. So they all work in different ways. Um, so it's just picking out what you need at that moment. Do you have a favorite crystal? I do. It is the amethyst. I am an uh. amethyst whore. Um, and I mean that in every way. I love amethyst. Is The energy of amethyst is so protective to me. And as someone who used to struggle with feeling safe, um, it's comforting. And so I, I'm never without my amethyst. And then for money, citrine. Mm, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I bought an obsidian. Are you guys into crystals? Oh, I am for sure. I'm, I'm not necessarily, but like, well, at least right now, I'm just, I glance at them. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at them. Uh, but I'm not like anti-crystals. The one I got from you, oh, the, the obsidian. Oh, I fucking love that thing so much. It is just like, yeah, it's great. Like, I'm like, man, like, yeah, I, I need to get more, but I just, I have it in my car. I keep it in my car. Just like protect me while I'm driving and stuff like that and keep away like negative energy. Um, and yeah, it's been great. What would be the next one you would get? I honestly do not know. Um, I think, I think an amethyst, I think might be something I would get. I, I, I just, I need to, I need to look more into them. I really want to start getting into like crystals in general. Um, I need to start getting into spirituality in general. I kind of like have let it go a little bit. So I kind of want to try mm-hmm. to give adventure back into it. Okay. Have fun with it. Pace yourself. When we jump into it, we tend to like become obsessed over all the new things. So I tell everyone to just take it slow and whatever's meant for you will gravitate toward you. You won't have to like go seek it out in this journey. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Well, I think it's a pretty good place to end it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been really fun talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, where would you say that you're at right now with your high? I am easily at like a, a 12. Yeah. Yes. I, I was like, okay, you guys, we're going to have to wrap this up. <laughs> yes. That's so awesome. <laughs> 12. I am at, I think I'm at like an eight. Uh, I think I'm at 8.5. Yeah. Yeah. So we've all gone and what up. what were you guys smoking? Co- it's cookies and cream. Um, it's Girl Scout cookies mixed with something else. I, I can't remember. I always jokingly say cream. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. I, I, I actually like it a lot. I think it's a really good strain. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. So we were for a while smoking Blue Dream just exclusively because that's like all we had available to us. And uh-huh. we had that for, I felt forever. It felt like forever. It was a good, like six months. And, and yeah. And I don't, and don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a pretty good strain, but like <clears throat> it doesn't have like, it had like some side effects like that. I didn't love, you know, okay. like it wasn't bad, but after just smoking it for six months, I was just like, I know marijuana can be different and I want it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so like right now, basically anything that's not blue dream, I'm like, I mean, this one's real nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling different things. Yeah, I think my favorite strain is Northern Lights. Yeah, that's my favorite. I haven't tried that one yet. Oh, dude, oh. It, it's kind of it's kind of hard to find. But if you find it, dude, it it, it is my favorite. If you find it, get it in flower form if you can, because it's like okay. the best. You feel like the beauty of the Northern Lights. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you had Skywalker OG? Yes. Yeah, that one slaps too. Yeah, this watermelon OG is knocking me upside the fucking head right now. Like, how's really it making you feel? Like feel? Dumbbell is on my head. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's like, so great. Where did this high come from? And it was the watermelon OG. I took a few pulls, and my eyes feel pulled all the way back. Oh wow! Were you on a vape again? I was on the vape. Okay. Yeah. I want to try that. That sounds really interesting. Watermelon OG. I'm going to have to try Northern Lights. I saw my dispensary had it as a vape, but you guys said try the flower. Okay. I mean, you can get it as a vape too. I'm sure it's just as good. Especially, uh, especially because if that stuff hits you better, then go with, go with the vape. Yeah. yeah, the vape yeah does better for me. Yeah, so get Northern Lights in a vape and I think you will not regret it. 
Yeah. Okay. Love so, it. quick question. Mm-hmm. I always want to know people's bad trip stories for some reason. Have you had a bad trip smoking yet? Um. So smoking. Let me think. Okay. So there was one time I took an edible, and this is the only time it's ever happened with marijuana. And it, but it also made me like. <laughs> it also made me have some like more respect for like my issues. <laughs> so, um. But there, there's just a time in my life where I was like. Because in general, I'm not an anxious person. So sometimes when I feel some anxiety, I just like want to stuff it. Like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's not how you feel normally. Like, just get out of here. <laughs> um, instead of like looking at it. So it was a time where I was like stuffing a lot of anxiety. And my friend gave me a brownie that was a sativa. And I fell asleep on it. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up being like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. And um, and then like I looked it up and it can happen with all kinds of psychedelics. But basically, like if you're like suppressing, like especially like anxiety, it can like trigger like some stuff that like mimics a panic attack. And I was okay. just like, and so I was just like, okay, especially on sativas, you have to look at your issues. Like <laughs> <laughs> And then the the time where I ate edibles and saw God, I don't know if it was a bad trip, but it wasn't necessarily a good trip. It would, I, I what was that like? So so I took, uh, the it was medical like dispensary. Uh, I had a, I would buy regularly edibles like these gummies, and they were ten milligrams each. And at the time, if I took one, I had a pretty good high that lasted a while. But if I ever wanted to get really high. That la- to last a while, I needed to take two. So I took two, thought it was just going to be a normal one. And literally, like, I start feeling at 15 minutes in, like heavy. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, what is this? And so I start texting my friend, like, oh, no, I think I'm fucked. And I text him. I start texting him. No joke. Took 30 minutes to say I'm fucked. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then when I finally sent it and moved my arm, I saw arm shadows. Like, you know what I mean? Like, slow motion, like, where your arm oh, used like to be. phasing almost? Yeah. Oh. And I was just like, oh, no. And then, like, I was moving my hand, and I was like, my body. It's the voice for me. Huh? It's the voice that you're making. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, and then I started moving my hand, and I was like, my body is a robot for my soul. And... And then, and then honestly, I was just laying and looking at the ceiling. I felt like I had felt like a death experience. Like I was like, this is what death is like. And I was like, it's not bad. And I had had like a horrible nightmare the week before that really made me start like thinking about death and being kind of afraid of death. After this mm-hmm. trip, I was not afraid of death anymore. Like, oh. yeah, it, it's honestly the third most psychedelic experience I've ever had. And that's like comparing it to the times I've uh, done like acid and shrooms. It was okay, like, see, I like shrooms. I haven't had a bad experience ever. I love shrooms. I'm not the biggest fan of acid. Um, it just like too much energy, if you will. Like even after like the trip is gone, it's like I can't fall asleep for like six more hours, and like mm-hmm. I feel kind of antsy. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm not the biggest fan of acid. But anyway, so uh, so I'm like that, and then I literally feel like I meet God, and. It, it all passes by and I'm just, and people are walking in and out of the room, but like my room was right next to the garage. So people are just walking in and out and I'm just like, if they only knew how high I was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, oh, I literally thought 24 hours had passed. Like it was dark. And I was like, did I miss work? Like, did I just miss 24 hours? And I looked and only three hours had passed. And oh God. I felt like I lived, like went through everything in life that had like had to offer. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. And so I fell asleep three hours. in. Yeah. Um, I've had, I had a pretty bad trip one time. Um, I think it was actually with you blue. We were, we had taken one of the brownies that we made and then um, we had, we were just like smoking joints and bongs and doing shit. And then I was like, you know what? I just like didn't feel good for some reason. I was like, I don't feel so good. So I was like, I'm going to go and I'm just going to go lay down and I have a purple bed. So it's like, you know, almost like memory foam. I literally lay down and I felt like the entire universe had just like melted me into this bed. Like I just felt like I was in like some like paradox (laughs) and I literally had, I had to get up because it was so intense. I was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) <laughs> were you like vibrating was your whole body vibrating 
I don't think it was vibrating necessarily, but it just hit like, cause my bed kind of sinks in a little bit when I sit on it. And like, it just made me feel like I was going into like the earth, like going into like the universe, like just stretching into it. And like everything started spinning around me and I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I was like, this is not the move. <laughs> so I had to get back up. I was like, I, I can't go to sleep. Like I'm going to flip out. It was pretty crazy. Have you ever had a bad uh, like trip? I had a bad trip and it was my first time with edibles. Um, I had no idea how to take them. Um, I got mine from a Cali friend and mm. they were, I think 200 milligrams. <laughs> wow. Holy and, shit. <coughs> yeah. Okay. And I'm talking about each. So they were Rice Krispie treats. And so not knowing any better, I ate one whole treat. Ooh. And I was high for 15 hours. I, I could not stand up. I couldn't stand up to save my life. I had to call off of work. Um, and I couldn't call them. I had to text them because I yes. didn't hurt me. They were like, oh, so you're fucking high. That's why you can't come do your, your job. Oh. Yes. So I would just text them and like, hey, I have a migraine. I can't come. Um, but I couldn't sit up. It felt like the whole house was lopsided. And when I did walk, I walked into a wall. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, and like man. it was the high where you start praying and saying, you know, yes, Don't yes, let me go out like this. <laughs> Dude, there are some times when I'm like, oh, I can go do something, and then like I like take one foot outside, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> I just turn right back around. I'm like, my ass is staying home. <laughs> Dude, the word nothing about this is safe or secure or responsible. <laughs> yeah. I know, dude. That the worst though is when you have adventuring like high friends. So you all get high and they even say something that you're kind of on board with at first. Like, Let, let's all go fucking see a movie. And you're like, yeah. And then you step outside and you're like, guys, this is a lot of work. Like, <laughs> I don't think we oh, should do dude. this, but then like this is their everyday. So they're like, ah, oh, come on. And you're like, <laughs> dude, I have a story for you guys real quick. So one of the first times I ever smoked like dispensary weed, my friend went to Colorado and he got um, some shit while he was there. And <laughs> we got, we took one of my friends to like a, a drumming lesson. And then we came back and we just like started smoking a little bit, but uh -huh. we took an edible as well. And we were smoking like some really high potency joints and we got fucking blasted. And then all of a sudden we're having to like go pick him up. And like, so I'm driving, I'm driving and I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I driving? They're like, we can't do it, dude. You have to do it. You have to full, like push through for this. I was like, motherfucker. So I get in this car, not really in a place. It was, it's not really like a place that I knew. So I was just like vaguely listening to someone just tell me where to go. And like, there were cops coming by me and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then we get there and I'm like, dude, you have to drive. I cannot drive back. And he was like, are you guys fucking high? He goes, why didn't you wait for me? And got like real upset. <laughs> but dude, it was like the most intense. One of the most intense experiences I've ever had, like going and leaving, being high. Oh, yeah. it was rough. I accidentally oh. went, went out high in a snowstorm. Oh. oh. It was to come to your concert. Like when, when you're a screamer. Oh, I remember and that. So I got a little high. I, I had no idea it snowed at all. Like I just didn't look outside that day. <laughs> Yeah, the one time we're playing at like a really big venue, it like randomly in the middle of like April was a legit snowstorm. <clears throat> it just like snowed like two feet. Yeah. And so I had no idea this had happened. So I'm like, I'll just get a little high. Da, da, da. And then I probably got more high than I wanted to. And I walked outside and I was like, oh, fuck, there's snow everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I was always ready, worried about the time I was leaving to get to your concert. So I was like, I gotta go. And so we're going and like the roads weren't good. I had no idea the roads weren't good. And like halfway there, I was like, I shouldn't have done this. Um, the, only, the only thing that was comfort though was like, you know, I'm like high, hyper paranoid at this point because like I'm trying to stay alive. And so I'm like looking around and like freaking out when cars get close and like, da, da, da. and I'm like, crap, people are going to know I'm high. I'm driving so slow. Da, da, da. And I look and there's this other car going like really slow and he notices me too. And then we both look at each other with like this look of like, don't you fucking hit me. And, and then I was like, oh, wait. In a snowstorm, we all drive high. <laughs> and so I just felt much better about it. But 
Um, Jive going out while high has to be one of my most challenging moments. It seems like I can't function. Mm-hmm. I can, but I can't. And I feel like everyone knows that I'm high in that moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. That's honestly like the worst feeling. It's just like, it's just like when you feel like everyone knows I'm high and they hate me for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird experience. Um, but do you want to go ahead and plug like some of your social media and where, where people can find you? Sure. You can find me at risinghighpriestess.com. You can find me on Instagram at risinghighpriestess. And I believe that's it. But yeah, I'm Rising High Priestess and I do tarot and shit. Yeah, you guys need to hit her up because she's fucking great. Um, <laughs> she will read you to filth. So just know that. But it, you will <laughs> learn so much about yourself. And I think that's the most important part about doing it. Time to grow, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah, guys, this has been our Halloween episode. Yeah, you can find us on Smoke With Us podcast on anything we're on. Um, and if you want to email us, smoke with us podcast at Gmail. Um, we're going to send you out the same way we always do with St. Warhead's Sparkler. Smoke weed every day. I've been wavy for the longest, need the rest of y'all to catch up to me. Turping gravy for my bong hit, so every hit is extra gooey. Then I light it extra doobie, get high while I Netflix movies. Pass it to my baby, muffled coffee in my face next to boobies. I like to get high a lot, I like to get high a lot. My girls take smaller dabs because we have to buy a lot. I hate it when my light is lost, don't you too? That shit sucks, anywho I got shit to do. Need a smoker than after fuck, no I don't wanna work with you. All you other rappers suck, I told you I got work to do So will you please get off my nuts, sorry don't think I'm high enough Nope, light another up, coughing while we mobbing Drop the globin' when the glow is up 99 problems think I solved until I sober up My squad do this often, we hot boxin' if we pullin' up 99 problems think I solved until I sober up My squad do this often, we hot boxin' if we pullin' up I like my, I like my, it light up like a spark I like my, I like my, it light up up like a spark, I like my like it light up like a spark, I like my like it light up like a spark, I like my like it light up like a spark, I like my like it light up like a spark, I like my like it light up like a spark, I like my like it light up like a spark. Dabs got my fingers sticky like I'm Peter Parker, feeling like a king. Scrolling memes with scenes from Arthur, sauce has terpenes, diamonds looking like. It's tartar All my friends grow weed We got some inner city farmers It don't matter if you broke or not You can find a way to smoke some pot Every spot is overstocked And every block an open shop And everybody's high You can't even find a sober cop Every night I'm stoned Then I zone out and play Overwatch Then I get hungry As I'm looking for some shows to watch Baby plug me with some munchies All of a sudden I'm dozing off Then I get hungry As I'm looking for some shows to watch Baby plug me with some munchies All of a sudden I like my like it light up like a spark like my like it light up like a spark like my like it light up like a spark like my like it light up like a spark like my like it light up like a spark like my like it light up like a spark like my like it light up like a spark like my like it light up like a spark like